Hello and Happy New Year! I am back recording the podcast, the first one of 2022 and I'm feeling good about this year. I don't know if anyone else gets this but see that bit after Christmas and then even just after New Year, every year I always feel like a little bit apprehensive. Like on the first and the second I'm like oh my god, what's wrong with me? It's the start of the year, I should be feeling excited. But realistically, the main thing that's looming over me is, I think, of sadness that, like, Christmas has passed because I look forward to it so much and knowing, like, how sometimes, like, long and dark January can feel. So as much as I'm excited, I'm feeling good about things now, I'm not gonna lie and be like, oh my God, as soon as it hit 12 o'clock, um at the bells, I was like buzzing, couldn't wait to get started, like I didn't feel that at all, I was like, oh my god, another year and there's still a sense of uncertainty and am I going to achieve all these things that I want to achieve, blah blah blah, you always have those thoughts of self-doubt creeping, don't you, but it's about, it's about kind of listening to them from almost an outsider perspective and then telling yourself like, look, shut up, this new waking up day is no different to any day, um, and then going from there. So yeah, so as much as I felt a bit meh when Christmas was over, now I'm feeling really good. It's like a really nice sunny day today when I'm recording this. Um, With my face-to-face PT business, I've moved into another gym, which is so lovely, and it's such a nice atmosphere in there. There's some really nice people in there, and it's just a really nice space that I feel just fits with me a bit better than like a bigger commercial kind of gym felt. So that's really exciting. I've got a few new people joining my team in January as well, which is really cool. Um, I am full for my one-to-one side of things. I have been for a wee while, but my online coaching, I've got two spaces left. Um, So if anyone's listening to this, wants to join my online coaching, be quick, there's a couple spaces left before I um, kind of cap it off. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to be, it's really inspiring. I sent out, uh, at the end of the year, on New Year's Eve actually, I sent out my client's normal check-in form, but it wasn't normal form, it was more kind of looking at the year ahead while reflecting on 2021, looking ahead, what goals, what things do we want to achieve this year? What do we want to achieve over the next few months? And it's just so nice to see everyone feeling motivated, setting really cool targets. Um, I really like that the more I work with people, the more people have aesthetic goals, of course, at the end of the day, we're probably always gonna have some element of that, but having a equal, putting an equal importance on things like how much they can lift in the gym or what their relationship with food is in terms of how they approach eating, in terms of how nutrient dense their diet is. And those are all really cool things to see um, going into 2022 as well. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today was about setting goals in the new year and almost like a a goal setting guide that this is going to be. And I, I love New Year's resolutions. Like, there's so many PTs I see that, oh my god, everyone coming in the gym in January, blah, 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 blah. And I think that is just so shitty of them. <laughs> because how can you ever put down someone who's trying to better themselves? The issue with New Year's resolutions is people set things that are a number of things, perhaps entirely unrealistic, 
perhaps something that actually isn't what they really do want and they're just setting it for the sake of setting it. And also life gets in the way, like for example, a global pandemic and those goals might not be able to reach, be reached for other reasons as well. Um, so the point in this podcast is I'm going to go through a few different things that almost act as like a screening test for the goals you have set or perhaps get you thinking about what you do actually want to achieve in 2022 and setting goals that are relevant to you and not just something that you've seen on Instagram like summer 2022 is the year the one I'm going to get shredded for and the one I'm going to be smallest for. Um, so looking into things a little bit deeper and taking the time to set out goals that are actually meaningful for you it means you're way more likely to actually to actually achieve that this year and that and that's the difference I mean I remember when I first started getting into fitness it was kind of like a January thing and I decided that I just wanted to get leaner basically so I felt better on nights out and things like that (laughs) which sounds so shallow but um as a 18 year old girl that seemed important to me right now and then I stuck to it at 25 that doesn't appeal to me much anymore and I know I was speaking to a lot of my clients this week and they've also been feeling kind of the older they get the more they're focused on how they feel rather than how they look and ultimately you can look great and feel like shit but people don't fully understand the extent of that until they've been in that position where they do look great but they don't feel good so we can kind of avoid that by just actually focusing on how we feel first and foremost. But anyway, I digress. So going into these setting goals, ultimately the first thing that you're going to want to link your goals to and ensure your goals support are ultimately what your values are in life. And I know I mentioned values probably every single episode of this that I've done. But ultimately, it's who we are as people, it's how we live our lives, it's what's most important to us. So why wouldn't that also be something that impacts the things we strive for, whether that's with our health and fitness, whether that's with our career, whether that's with our relationships, whether that's with our personal development, they all come from a place from what is valued to you most in your life. So ultimately, if you need to you need to know your values basically going into this. If you're someone who already knows your values, then you need to make sure that you're linking each of these goals that you have to your values in some way. And if there's no kind of correlation between the two, that's when you need to really keep asking yourself why. Like, why do I want this goal? Why do I want to achieve this thing? Like, what is it going to give me? And if it's not actually in line with your values... I'm sure you may be able to come to the conclusion of, oh, I just kind of thought it was the thing to do, or perhaps someone you know has achieved X thing, or everyone you know has achieved X thing, or you feel like everyone you know has, so therefore you feel you have to. But if it's not linked to your values, then who says it's something that you need to achieve? So for example, your values could be, could obviously be health, which is a big one that is obviously correlated to things like fitness and nutrition. Your values could be family, it could be love, it could be peace, it could be laughter, fun, travel, money, growth. 
all these things that like you feel that that is what is so important to me and that's what I base my decisions around in my life for example I feel like my kind of highest value is love and freedom and that's why I am self-employed and that's why I work so closely with women and because <laughs> no, this sounds really weird I was gonna say I feel like I have a lot of love to share but <laughs> but I have I take a very compassionate approach to coaching and I like the freedom of where I live at the moment in Brighton because I'm so close to different places. I mean, obviously in lockdown, we don't have that much freedom, but yeah, this is these are the things that are important to me and therefore this is the life decisions that I have made. If freedom's a value to you as well, from a health and fitness perspective, it's important for you to be a relatively fit individual and actually look after your health markers because freedom to me looks like being able to go anywhere wherever you want whenever you want and if you're a fit and able person you're going to be able to do that if you're not it's going to be more of a struggle or even looking into later years like investments I'm making into my health right now so that I have more freedom when I am in an older body whereas some people who don't regularly exercise don't look after their body may be find it very challenging to do basic everyday tasks by the time they get into retirement age so these are all things that I are linked to my values and that's why I exercise five times a week and that's why I pursue the business that I have and work with the clients that I have because it's in line with what's important to me. So let's look at your goals and I'm just going to use a brief example here. So for example, very vague, I want to lose weight. How is that attached to your values? Because on the surface it's just a bit meh, isn't it? But if you are someone who is in a larger body and you want to lose weight, it could absolutely benefit your health markers. The pursuit of weight loss means that you're hopefully going to be doing more exercise and therefore creating a you know stronger body for yourself. So if things, for example, like family are important to you, not only are you going to be able to be a more capable person for your family, but you're going to be a good example to your family because you are doing something that is positive for your health. If your goal is, if you have a value of health and your goal is weight loss and you're not in an overweight body, if you have a healthy, healthy quote unquote level of body fat, then is losing weight really the most optimal thing for your health because ultimately you're gonna have to put your body in a deficit which means you're maybe unless you're being very stringent with your diet approach which I wouldn't recommend gonna be getting all the nutrients that you could to optimize health in that way you might have to make some sacrifices in terms of going to the gym more frequently saying no to going out drinking with your friends <laughs> which also Drinking is not the most healthy thing, but part of being healthy is your kind of social health as well and your relationship's health. So understanding that does it actually link to what your values are? And I think a good question to ask is, will this positively go in the direction of this value or will this negatively impact this value? And ultimately, you know what? Some things might negatively impact some of your values, a very, a common example 
being you value freedom but you value you know financial growth or wealth like ultimately in order to achieve that wealth the chances are you're gonna have to give up some of that freedom because you're gonna have to work really hard towards it but your goal is eventually to be at a point where you have more freedom so you can kind of weigh up these things and some places are going to be prioritized over others for periods of time but you don't want to be setting a goal that is so completely in the opposite direction of what's important to you because on the days where it's really tough for you to get into the gym because you can't be bothered or have a nutritionally complete meal, you're going to be like, well, what's the point? And it's so much easier to sack it off. Whereas if you are actually intrinsically motivated because you are the person who values what this effort gives you, then it's going to be a lot easier to pursue that. I hope that wasn't a whole load of waffle. I feel like towards the end there, I was speaking for the sake of speaking, but ensuring that whatever goal you set yourself is in line with your values. And on the surface, it might not look like it is, but you can link it to whatever that value is. Number two is underestimating, (laughs) underestimating a goal. So again, the very surface level one of I want to lose weight this year. Cool, a really fine (laughs) goal to have and thing to achieve in the year if that's something that will benefit you. But just going into it without actually, first of all, thinking about the barriers that you might face to get there or the effort or the time it takes to get there Um, is something so many people often overlook and that's why like for example on my form with my clients I ask them you know what are the main things that you really want to achieve over the next few weeks and what potential barriers can you already foresee coming up and it's you know work it's the evenings are really dark and I'm not going to want to go out for a walk or it's I have family members who need my support at the moment and that might mean dropping things to go and help them Like all these things you need to foresee happening. I don't want to be the one to say anticipate the worst, but anticipate that these things are going to come up and create a plan of action before you get into it as to how you're going to manage to overcome these things. Because right now, a goal of weight loss feels achievable. It feels like you're excited to do it. It's easy for you to make a choice at the moment to go to a gym and to have... um, plenty veg in your dinner and cook from scratch that feels cool right now because you're fresh going into it you feel a bit groggy after Christmas and actually it's what your body needs but what happens a few weeks down the line when you have a really bad week of period pains and you can't make it to the gym and then afterwards you just kind of can't get back into the routine of it you need to preempt this happening so you can already plan things to stop you from getting into that situation so for example saying the first day I don't feel pain on my period I'm going to go out for a 8,000 step walk and the day after that so long as I feel okay I'm going to go to the gym but I'm going to do half of a workout and have that in place and don't just say oh well nah fuck it I know I said that but I'll just go do like a whole workout now like don't don't do that honor what you set yourself and go for that because the next month when you have crappy period pain again just going straight back to the gym might not be possible but if you know that that's your routine after you've had a time of being away from things then it's creating habits to get you back into it again 
Also on the weight loss side of things, people do underestimate, but it's kind of, it goes both ways. People overestimate how hard it'll be to lose weight in that they react by eating barely anything and exercising heaps that we all know inevitably in a few weeks time goes in the complete opposite direction when they are cravings through the roof, when they don't want to go to the gym because they hate how they've been training their body and then they just stop the gym and stop caring about what they eat. But at the same time, people do underestimate the work that goes into it as well. It's not just an eight week quick fix. Like this is you committing for the foreseeable. This is you doing things regularly. It's gonna feel sometimes a bit repetitive because you're like, oh my God, another week where I've got to go to the gym three times or I've or another week where I've got to make sure I got all my protein in and my veg in. Not saying it's going to be boring. Obviously, we can make it exciting by eating the foods that you enjoy and doing workouts that you enjoy. But what gets the results is the consistency and people underestimate how challenging that actually is to do things for a long, sustained period of time. And if you are looking to achieve something that is above average, you need to understand that the effort you put in will have to be above average. If you want to deadlift double your body weight this year, going into the gym three times a week, doing, you know, some a few deadlift sets and one of those sessions per week and doing the same weight week in, week out is not going to achieve that. You need to be someone who's pushing beyond the boundaries of your strength every time you go into the gym to be the person capable of lifting that kind of weight. So remembering that if you do have beyond average goals, you need to be putting in beyond average effort and don't underestimate the consistency it takes to hit goals such as having positive health markers, such as fat loss, such as building muscle, building strength, all these things take continuous effort over a prolonged period of time. And obviously the best thing you can do is to set yourself mini goals to get there. So for some of my clients, they wanna do a 100 kilogram deadlift this year. Okay, so that means that by summer, we need to be hitting around if they can deadlift 60 kilograms just now and they want to deadlift 100, we know that by summer they've got to be trying to get around 80 kilograms because that's halfway, isn't it? So setting yourself those mini goals as well to get to those goals is what's going to help you stay motivated because there's nothing motivating at in on December 31st, I want to be able to do X. Like, no, you need to say, okay, so in order to get there, what do I need to be able to do by the end of January. Shit, that's only three weeks away. What do I need to do this week to ensure? And that's how you break it down and make that above average target start to become more realistic and actually give you a, a true plan of action to get there. Focusing your energy in the wrong place is another one that I see people doing a lot. And part of this will come down to values. So for example, are you pursuing a goal that actually isn't right for you? Or the other thing, like I mentioned before, is if you have a fat loss goal and you're focusing all your energy on eating as little as possible, we know that's not gonna achieve long-term fat loss over time, is it? You could potentially get there if you have really 
you're a really strong person and you can go hungry for a long time. I'm not saying it's the healthiest way to do it, but you could get there. But the chances of you maintaining that in the long run, and I don't think there's anyone out there who wants to achieve fat loss and then put it straight back on again and then do the whole thing over and over again. That's not people's aim. People's aim is fat loss forever, not just for a short period of time. So focusing your energy on just quick fixes is probably going to make the progress, the process longer because you're going to have to do that quick fix 10 times, 20 times, 30 times over a lifetime rather than dedicating, this is going to sound painful to some of you, but a year, two years to doing something that is actually not extreme and feels pretty manageable um, to sustain that result like that's going to take a lot of a lot of energy <laughs> do you know what the quick fixes are like the cutting things out like if your approach to fat loss is I'm going to completely cut out all carbs and all sugar that's actually a lot easier than addressing the main problem like the problem is you have a crappy relationship with food and you are overeating on sugary foods or you are overeating on carbohydrates in an evening. Not that there's anything wrong with carbohydrates, but in an evening you're likely to grab things that are higher in sugar and carbs um, because you're bored or unfulfilled or using food as and a coping strategy. Like those things are hard and they take work. It's easier for you to be like, I'm just not going to have it in the cupboards. But it's not actually fixing the problem, is it? Because as soon as you're exposed to those things again, you're going to overeat it and you're going to revert to those old habits. Abstinence isn't really the option, the correct option here. So instead of if you are someone who is in a larger body and you would like to lose weight and you don't have a great relationship with food, focusing your energy on cutting out and restricting and dieting probably isn't as useful as focusing your energy on promoting a positive relationship with foods and with yourself. And trust me, that's not the easy option. But if you want to be someone, if you want to see yourself dieting every year for the rest of your life and constantly being that person who needs to be dieting, feels like you're on and off all the time, if that's what you want, then cool. But if you see yourself just living a healthy life in the future, in an able body, you're at peace with food, food doesn't cause you stress, you just eat when you're hungry, you eat to nourish your body, it's work to get to that point but that's what's worth it, that's where you want to be, where do you see yourself in 10 years time, not where do you see yourself on the beach in summer, let's have some perspective people (laughs) but like I don't want to sound naive to this because when I was younger that wasn't of importance to me either what was the most important was how am I going to look in summer whereas now what's important to me is do I want to be thinking about how many calories are in this thing for the rest of my life or do I just want to feel actually at at peace with food and that that ultimately is where I want to be and the the work that I've been doing towards that right now and that work involves things like journaling it involves things like trying to block out some of the diety things that you've been taught in the past challenging narratives in your head and it is it's definitely easier said than done but it's possible and that's ultimately where we all want to be and lastly my other point is using actually positive measures of progress process 
positive measures of progress. Um, this is the same thing. It, it's, it's worth reiterating because people still do it. But if you're using scale weight, especially if you've just weighed yourself after Christmas and you're like, oh damn, God, I really need to lose weight. Toxic and also pointless. We will all be a little bit heavier after Christmas and it's not necessarily to do with fat. Probably to do with water retention. We've just been eating a little bit more. We've got more in our bodies at the moment, digesting. Cool. Like, let's make this a year where we completely fuck off the scales altogether. Um, but some more positive measures of progress. Ultimately, the most important one is how you feel in yourself. And I use that via kind of check-ins with my clients. You can do that yourself through things like journaling. And you can literally look back at like, what kind of things was I journaling about in January 2022 versus what am I journaling about now at the end of 2022 do I have am I in a more positive mindset do I feel more self-assured am I more confident in my own skin those are things that are are so important but when you do have aesthetic goals looking instead at things like progress pictures if that's important to you but again not placing all your value on how you look and ultimately using clothes as a, as a measure of how your body's changing might be a little bit kinder than using the scales but if it's something that you fit into like 20 years ago and your body's a completely different shape now don't don't be daft about that one either so using more measures of progress to do with how you're feeling how strong you are what like do you get out of breath walking up the hill on the way home from work these things are all more positive things to strive towards that ultimately, even if you had a weight loss goal, will play into it. You know, if you're fitter, if you're stronger, the chances are you are going to be at a more healthy or leaner um, body composition. And the same with, am I getting enough whole foods in my diet? Am I listening to my hunger cues more? Those things all will play into how your body looks how much body fat you're holding all those kind of things as well if that is of importance to you too so moving away from these kind of numerical body based stats if you're someone that that doesn't really phase you at all you're like I can look at my weight and it it just means nothing to me like it's just it's just a measure of progress then there's I would say there's absolutely nothing wrong with using that to track your progress Now, ask yourself that twice. Like, does it really, really bother you? Like, if you stepped on the scales and you were 10 kilograms heavier, would that make you feel like shit? And if the answer is yes, then it's not not really the right thing for you. We shouldn't be actively, when we're trying to improve our health and our well-being and make a positive change to our life, we shouldn't be seeking out ways of making ourselves feel shit. (laughs) Because I can guarantee you, you're going to do measurements at some point that aren't going to be how you want them to and it's going to make you feel like crap. If we just remove that in the first place and focus on all these other things that are more important, perhaps you're going to have a better journey and feel more rewarded from your journey as well. So really ask yourself, how neutral are you to these kind of things and are they still serving you this year or is a more well-rounded um approach in terms of how you're feeling in yourself and your kind of health markers more important so I hope that was useful and some food for thought around setting some goals 
for 2022. I'm excited to hear if there's anyone else who's like taking up weightlifting for the first time this year, getting a gym membership for the first time, um, perhaps has some strength goals such as a big old squat or a big deadlift. Those are the things that get me super excited. For me, my goals this year are, so this is a goal I have, and I was speaking to some of my clients about this, who also said, I want to do more mobility and stretch more this year. Cool, fine, but attach an actual end point to that. So for example, for me, I set a goal of being able to do the splits this year. And it's I can tell you now, it's looking very unlikely, but it's making me stretch my hips more, which can end up being like a really tight area for me and impact my lifts and things. So by having a goal of wanting to be able to do the splits, I'm doing more mobility and I have an end thing. I'm like, right, let's see if it's any lower this week and things like that. I've got some deadlift targets. I'm gonna get a deadlift PB this year, a squat PB, bench PB. I wanna be able to do 10 pull-ups. And from a nutrition standpoint, I haven't decided yet if 2021 was a good year for me in that I didn't diet. It's the first year I haven't gone on some kind of diet or some form of like restrictive, or some form of like restriction around my eating in like, must be going like six years. I haven't like in the last six years I've done some form of like dieting or something in that time and 2021 was the first year I just didn't diet like I didn't actively seek out fat loss which felt incredibly freeing and this year I'm going on holiday and I can feel that narrative in my head saying oh I want to get a little bit leaner for going on holiday which you know what is fine like I may well do it but I haven't decided yet so I'm going away in May and if it gets close to that point and I think, you know what, actually maybe I could go through a little bit of a fat loss phase, feel a bit leaner for going away, I will. But actually if I feel like it's not going to really serve me very well, then then I'm not going to do it. So nutrition for me this year is, my main goal is being more plant-based. I'm doing veganuary and I would like to continue that for as, for as long as I can. Um, or just primarily my diet be based around that. So that's my nutritional goals. And yeah, more goals in terms of involved with spending time with family and friends, getting up to Scotland, spending quality time with them, not just random weekends here and there, actually meaningful quality time with them. And goals around, I wanna learn Portuguese more as well. I started last year and I wanna be better at that. So yeah, no one asked for my goals, but now I've just told you all of them. Um, but yeah, it's refreshing not having like an aesthetic based goal, not that, I'm sure I will have one at some point in the future as well and there's nothing wrong with having one but yeah it's it's like a different thing going into it and I'm what I'm actually excited to see is how my body does change without that being the main focus that's what I'm so obviously I still care about what I look like by saying that <laughs> but yeah no I'm excited to see how my body changes without me actually actively trying to it's an experiment but anyway I will catch you guys soon hope you're enjoying your first week of 2022 lots of really good things to come feel like things are looking more positive going into this year in terms of all the crap that's going on so let's keep that positive vibes going um and I will speak to you soon